Welcome to the Executive Security Podcast, where we talk to CISOs and other leaders in cybersecurity about a career in this industry, specifically how to get into it and how to advance. My name is Gene Fay, the CEO of ThreadX, an API and application security company and host of the Executive Security Podcast. Today, we're joined by Dane Jones, CISO at High Radius. Dane has many years of security uh, in his background, including working at companies such as Lowe's and many others. So we're thrilled to have him on our show today, and uh, I know it's going to be a great episode. Dane, how are you this morning? I'm good. Thanks, Gene. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, we're here. I was just uh, complaining about a chilly morning in New England. I, it's the end of March, and it's still in the 20s. So uh, I don't know why I live in New England, but I do. You know, it's one of those things. But cool. Well, let's uh, let's jump into it, Dane. Uh, you know, you started your career as a developer. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of how do you go from developer all the way to uh, becoming a CISO of a great uh, high-growth company? Sure. So a little bit of luck, I guess, being in, in uh, the right place. You're correct. I started my career as a developer, learned after a couple of years that while I enjoy it, it just wasn't... Uh, wasn't the thing for me to do for the rest of my life. Went on got a uh, MCSE certification early on and did a lot of enterprise migrations to Microsoft platforms and got lucky enough, had a customer who was interested in getting a firewall installed. And these were the, the early days of firewalls. Did some research, did, did that install and learned pretty quickly that, that these things were pretty interesting, right? So did quite a bit of network security work after that. Spent a couple years doing governance type work or governance consulting around enterprise security policies, uh, some privacy consulting, and the rest is history. But it was really that that opportunity to play with some of the security technologies that made a turn for the best, I guess, for my career. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and I, I think it's also important that you recognize early that you you know, went to school and you, you, had, you started as developer and you said, hey, this isn't my passion because sometimes people go, well, hey, this is what I decided to do. And you keep doing it and you get 25 years in your career. You go, why, why, how, how right. did I end up here? Right. You know, it's like, I think that uh, cyber specifically offers a lot of, uh, a lot of latitude. So you told us that your career in cybersecurity, you called it energizing. So why do you think that? And why do you think people should pursue a career in cybersecurity? Sure. There's a couple of reasons, I think. So first and foremost, it's challenging. You know, anytime you're dealing with with humans, particularly in a an adversarial kind of situation, they're always adapting. There's a constant need to learn. The technology is constantly evolving, and it, it presents a very interesting challenge. Right now, there's a, a significant skills gap and a huge number of open positions. So there was a, a study that ISC Square did last year specifically around the number of open positions. It's called the Cybersecurity Workforce Study. It showed that there's uh, worldwide, there's projected to be in, in 2023, 3.4 million open yeah. job positions with about 400,000 of those in the U.S. alone. So there's plenty of work to do. Security positions typically pay pretty well when compared to other technology roles. It applies to every industry, right? So, you, you know, regardless of what type of industry you're interested in, whether it's manufacturing or retail or finance, everybody needs cybersecurity. So you've got entry paths through cybersecurity into any of those, those various verticals. I also think that cybersecurity positions are a little bit unique in that it, it requires you to exercise every muscle you have. You can apply your entire skill set, both soft skills and technical skills, if you choose to go that path, to every role, literally every role in cybersecurity. 
Yeah, I think they're well said. And I think about the dynamic nature of it is it can be energizing. But that also goes back to as the individual, you got to decide if you if you want to work in that type of environment, because sometimes people just want to know, I want to do A to B, B to C, and that, that's fun, right? And I just want the repetitive nature of that type of a job. Sure. And I'm like really good at that. And we know in cybersecurity that that's just simply not the case because, hey, you suddenly can go to D. Suddenly there's a bunch of numbers we're dealing with. It's just so dynamic and it has to deal with that adversary changing the landscape as we change the landscape. So that cat and mouse game isn't for everybody, but for those like you and I, we love it, right? That That right. is Absolutely. what makes it so energizing. Is I know when I started, there were 300 vendors way back when, and everybody talked about that was a lot of vendors on the cybersecurity side. Now there are 6,000 vendors funded companies in this space because it is so dynamic. So yeah, I know it's not for everybody, but it definitely uh, it offers a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity. Agreed. And it's an exciting time for security right now. As you said, there's a ton of innovation going on. It's a good place to be for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that you changed your hiring model to look more at aptitude and passion than experience. What drove you to that change and how can people il illustrate that in things like a resume or in the interview process? Sure. So in terms of what drove the change is really the cybersecurity skills gap. One of the things that, that we haven't really talked about yet is we alluded to it being a, a complex, challenging, ever-evolving landscape, but the learning curve isn't huge, right? So I think if you can take somebody who has a general interest in the field and truly enjoys it with an aptitude to learn, taking those two things, that, that passion and aptitude, combining them together, we can teach you security. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's particularly at, at some of the entry level roles. And, and again, there's just tons of those. It's a relatively short learning curve. And that's worked out well for us. Worked out really well. And in terms of highlighting those skills, I think on a resume, it's really about showing or demonstrating those passion type of projects, right? Where you've gone outside of, of your comfort lane or outside of your day to day job responsibilities and have done something interesting. Let's say, for example, you've built a, a lab at home and you're playing with OWASP top 10 type vulnerabilities against an API or a website, experimenting with those. That to me is a huge indication of passion and drive. One of the things that's interesting, uh, Suzanne, uh, our producer and I were doing a prep call for another upcoming podcast and uh, this person helps people to try to find jobs in cybersecurity. And, and it can be quite deflating. You know, we, we talk about this 3.4 million positions, but yet there are a lot of people out there that have gotten some preliminary skills. Uh, maybe they've done some IC squared trainings and they're sending out hundreds of resumes and not getting any response. So I think that's that's the other piece that that I think we often think about as hiring managers is, We've got to open our aperture. We complain right. about 3.4 million open positions, but yet we're looking for purple squares. You know, we're looking yes. for entry-level position Unicorns. with five years of experience, you know? Yeah. So it's like, we're causing that problem. So we've got to open up that aperture. You know, we've done other podcasts with whether college education is even necessary yeah. at this point. Because to your point, like if somebody's got unbelievable aptitude, they've got some chops on the keyboard, we can teach them a lot of stuff and we need them. So I think we as hiring managers have to continue to kind of evolve that. Completely agree. Awesome. So there's a lot of different types of roles in cybersecurity. 
How would you suggest people go about learning uh, about these roles and figure out which one is going to best suit them and get them energized as we are in our field? Sure. So I think there's a ton of information available on the internet, right? So spending a little bit of time doing research, you know, it's a pretty simple search. Also, you know, speaking of, again, of ISC Squared, there's a good ebook that's free that they've published called Is a Career in Cybersecurity Right for Me? That has has a lot, has a very good layout of the various kind of stock cybersecurity or information security roles, you know, ranging from the governance side of the house, which is your traditional policy and audit type functions, all the way over to the technical roles that include security architecture, engineering operations, those types of things. So spend some time in that book. It's a relatively short read. They've written it pretty well and, and does a good job of covering, really covering the landscape. Great. We'll put that in the show notes uh, for sure. So last question, you know, what advice would you give those just starting out in their careers? You know, again, think of those uh, young people or people uh, in change of career coming out of military or or just uh, done doing whatever they're doing, done being a developer and they want to get into cyber. Like, what's the advice you're giving? I call you say, hey, Dane, I've been doing X, Y, Z. I want to get into cyber. What should I do? Sure. So I think first and foremost is don't be afraid. You put yourself out there, take some risks, do some training. ISC Squared's got a, you would think I'm doing some plugs for them. I'm really not, oh, but yeah. there's, they have some wonderful, oh, knowledge. Cer- yeah. yes, wonderful certification programs that, uh, that you can dive into. But it, it really is a position, get yourself into a growth mindset and understand that that it's an evolving field. You're going to have to continue to learn, find a certification path that's right for you and just start, right? That's the hardest part is taking that first step for sure. Yeah. And I, I think about things like um, seeing if there's any B-side meetups that are local uh, yeah, where great. you can go and, uh, and just network and tell people, look, I'm brand new. I don't know anything. I'm just trying to learn, but I'm excited. Equally, you know, reading the IC Squared handbook, uh, if you identify some roles that are of interest to you, identify the companies that you want to target, find people with those types of titles and reach out to them on LinkedIn and just say, hey, look, new to cyber, can I grab 15 minutes of time on the phone? Or if it's local, geographically easy, can I grab a cup of coffee? Like, you got to freaking put yourself out there. Yes. And that's, I mean, for introverts, uh, that can be really hard and really scary. But what I have found, especially in cyber, because of the skills gap and just in general, I think we've just got a great industry. People are willing to help. They really are. You know, and if you, you reach out to 10 people, I think you'll be blown away when at least three, if maybe not five people respond. So, yeah, hey, I'm glad to do a 15 minute call with you. You know, they're going to check you out. They want to make sure that you're not some trying to kind of figure out human intelligence of their organization. But you get past that piece of it, there's a ton of value. And that's ultimately where I think, you know, these people sending out hundreds of resumes is where they're going wrong. You got to you got to get that less next level of uh, human interaction to build some relationships. And, you know, I know when people reach out to me, I can't always help them, but I at least try to make an introduction or or try to point them in the right direction to try to help uh, with this massive skills gap that we have. And that's really important, Gene. I think two additional points there. One, just to reiterate what you said around, it can be scary as an introvert, right? Reaching out and networking is a muscle that you build, whether you're introverted or extroverted. And, and yeah, it, as an introverted, it's scary, right? But it's as you do it, the context that, that you're going to create over time are going to pay dividends as you progress through your career, without a doubt. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, well said. So, 
Well, I think another great episode, Dane. I, I really appreciate uh, you sharing your insights. As a reminder to our listeners looking to up their cybersecurity skills, you can get one year free of content of our cybersecurity training by visiting ThreatX Academy and using the promo code podcast. ThreatX Academy covers a wide uh, variety of cyber skills. Again, you can go uh, to uh, our website, academy.threatx.com and uh, put in the promo code podcast and uh, get some nice uh, training for free. Thank you again, Dane. Really uh, great to reconnect with you and uh, appreciate you doing our podcast today. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Jane. Appreciate it. Great. Right.